and welcome to episode number 14 of Sports Bar Talk. It's been a wild week of sports. We've gotten through the first week of NFL play, which I'll get into in a minute. We had some terrific tennis from the U.S. Open. And we also had some great basketball and baseball. How about the L.A. Clippers going down to the Denver Nuggets? Nuggets, they're the Cinderella team in the Disney World bubble. And they want to stay there. So this is Sports Bar Talk where, hey, we got the best seat in the house. Let's get into it. Now, before I begin, little personnel update. Uh, my production crew that's normally in the room with me, they're on a walk right now. Uh, on the Gettysburg Battlefield, so Angus got the call from the bullpen today. He is behind me right now, and I'm recording from another studio today, so the acoustics might sound a little different. I'm actually recording from my bedroom today, my home studio, my bedroom. The other studio I used was right across the hall from my room, <laughs> the the guest bedroom, or where we so if you ever come and sleep over at the Nairi household for a night, you'll be put up in the sports bar talk studio. We're not doing the show from the studio tonight, though. We're doing it from my bedroom. So let's get into it. And we'll start with a little. First off, I did forget to talk about the Kentucky Derby on last week's episode. Great win by Authentic Mike's or Mike Smith, excuse me. John Velasquez gave him a great trip. No triple crown this year, though, from Tis the Law. So you won't get the Triple Crown this year. You're also going to have... What an eventful time for Bob Baffert in that race. You know, he had two horses in the field. And one of them scratched like 10 minutes before the race. The horse fell and they said no. The vet said, nope. If you fall, we don't want your antics coming up. So they scratched him. And that was actually supposed to be Bob Baffert's best chance at winning the Kentucky Derby. So the horse that no one expected to win the Derby out of Bob Baffert's barn won the race. And Bob was emotional because one of his assistants had to get taken to the hospital because the horse kicked him in the face that fell. And so Authentic wins the Kentucky Derby. The next Triple Crown race will be the Preakness Stakes. I believe that is the weekend of October 3rd. You can catch that on NBC. I'll talk about that race when we get closer because that is two weeks away. As they make their way to Pimlico in Baltimore, Maryland. U.S. Open, your champions on the tennis side. Women's, you had Naomi Osaka win. She kind of got a little help, though, from from Victoria Azarenka, who she defeated in the finals. Azarenka in the semifinals ended up defeating Serena Williams, who was the favorite. And then on the men's side, you had Dominic Thiem defeat Denis Mendelev. I believe, no, Zarev, Zarev, excuse me. Mendelev was who TM beat in the semis. Zarev lost to Dominic TM, so Dominic TM wins a major. I believe it's his first. He wins the U.S. Open. So that's what we have on the tennis front. And then the basketball front, you, we have the conference finals are set. We actually have the Celtics and Raptors going on right now. I believe they're either going in the game two or game three. Uh, let me double check that. And then the Nuggets, shocking. The Los Angeles Clippers, we thought we were going to get a battle of L.A. in the conference finals. We're not going to. Instead, of the Lakers will get to face the Nuggets. Game 1 is tomorrow night on Friday night at 9 o'clock. And then you have Game 2 between the Heat and Celtics. We're recording us on Thursday. That'll be... Actually, I think that's going to be Friday as well. I don't see when they're playing. Yeah, they're playing the night, 7 o'clock. 
So we have conference finals there. Stanley Cup, you have the Vegas Golden Knights. There's or not the Vegas Golden Knights. The Stars are awaiting the winner of the Islanders and Lightning series. The Lightning are up free two there. So you're caught up on the sports, but now to the NFL. First, I'm gonna recap recap week one and our picks. Uh, we went one. We remember I picked the Thursday night game, uh, the Sunday night game, and the Monday night game, and a day of the a game of the week. So I had the Chiefs winning. I picked the Buccaneers and they won. Picked the Buccaneers. They didn't do too well. I took the Cowboys on the Sunday night game. They lost to the Rams. Took the Steelers. That was a no-brainer. And I did take the Titans. Didn't think it was going to be that sloppy of a Monday night game between the Titans and Broncos. Certainly thought the Broncos might have a chance for all those missed field goals from Guskowski. Uh, Some other surprising storylines in the league. I was surprised the Washington football team defeated the Eagles because they were down 17 points at one point in that football game. Um... Russell Wilson continues to impress the Arizona Cardinals. I think they might may have they have a chance to be one of the Lombardi contenders to make the Super Bowl. They defeated the Niners. Kyler Murray was really good. You could tell he just needed that big step, that big receiver, and he got it in DeAndre Hopkins. They looked very good. I was impressed. I can't wait to see them play play again. You also had Cam Newton. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the New England Patriots defeated the Miami Dolphins 21-11. to And we're actually going to have the Patriots game. We're actually going to be able to pick the Patriots game this Sunday because they are the Sunday night game. Speaking of picks, let's dive into them. First off, we're going to pick the Thursday night game. It's the Battle of Ohio. Now, I have some friends that live in the Cleveland area. I've got some relatives from Cleveland uh, in that Ohio area. So this will be... I might be the most hated cousin in the on the Thompson family or the most loved cousin, depending on who I pick here. It's the Battle of Ohio, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Cleveland Browns. Now, the Browns got off to a really sloppy start in week number one because they played the Baltimore Ravens and the Ravens, man. Lamar Jackson looked like the Lamar Jackson that won MVP. He had... He fruit now. He had a really good game statistically, Lamar did. But I'll get into Lamar's stats because our game of the week is actually going to be the Ravens and the Texans. But the Browns, they looked sloppy. I, I was watching the red zone, so I caught snippets of the game. Mayfield still looks like he needs to work on accuracy. He was throwing picks still. And Nick Chubb, the big issue with Nick Chubb is he's got to learn how to protect the football. I remember he fumbled twice in the first five minutes of the Patriots game last year. And he fumbled on the first possession uh, against the Ravens. Browns, they got to figure something out. I think it's not the head coach. I think they just got a clean house, you know. I, I'm still waiting for them to turn it around, but I don't think Odell Beckham's not the answer in Cleveland long term. But then on the Bengals, you've got a, you've got some talent. The young, they're young. They got Joe Burrow. And what I saw out of Joe Burrow on Sunday was amazing. The final two minutes, they had such a great drive. Joe Burrow looked like he'd been a quarterback in the NFL for 10 years, the way he handled the drive, and was throwing absolute lasers. And he, they should have went to overtime, but Randy Bullock pulled his calf on the field goal. It was a chip shot. Should have made it, but he pulled his calf. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Bengals fans might not because they've been suffering here for the last four years. Uh... Of course, they did lose to the Chargers 16-13. So I'm going to give you a pick for this game. 
I think the Bengals win. It's Joe Burrow's first game in NFL game in primetime. But Burrow, he had a very good quote. He said, you got to prepare for all these games like it's a normal game, and I want to prepare like it's a normal game. That's a veteran. That's a leader. I think Joe Burrow's going to be the the next Tom Brady, in my opinion, in this league. I believe the Bengals will win tonight 27-10. to 10. I don't even think it's going to be close. Actually, no, 24 to 10. I'll give. I'll, I think the Browns defense will make some plays. All right, two. We're gonna. Uh, we'll go to the uh, game of the week now. The special game. This isn't the game of the week, but Ravens Texans 4:25. And I mentioned Lamar Jackson. He still looks like the Lamar Jackson of old. The Ravens team looks like the Ravens team that was in the regular season and did really well. Not the postseason Ravens. But you talk about the stats for Lamar Jackson. He had 275 yards, three touchdowns, 20 for 25 passing. His rushing stats were seven carries, 45 yards. Didn't have any touchdowns. J.K. Dobbins, the rookie out of Ohio State. Go Buckeyes, by the way. Seven carries, 22 yards, two touchdowns. He looked very good. The Ravens still look very good. They still look dangerous. Mark Andrews was the star receiver for the Ravens. Five catches, 58 yards, two touchdowns, including a nice one of the touchdowns was a nice one-handed grab. He was wide open, but Lamar almost overshot him. And Andrews, like he was robbing a home run in Game 7 of the World Series, went up and grabbed the ball for the touchdown. So the Ravens, they look pretty good. I still think there's questions about the Texans. I think the Texans definitely bounce back and they'll make it a little closer, but the Ravens pull away in the second half. Give me the Ravens 35-17. to 17. All right, uh, we're going to go to the Monday night game because the game of the week will actually be that Pat Seahawks game. So we'll go with, to the Saints and the Raiders. And the Saints looked pretty good. You know, they defeated the Buccaneers. Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara always looking good. And, the, you know, the Buccaneers, they were good at stopping the run last year. So Alvin Kamara was able to kind of run right over them. I'll pull the stats up, the running stats. And then you have... Uh, Give me a second. There we go. Alvin Kamara, he didn't have... Oh, he actually had some passing touchdowns. Excuse me. But he did have 12 carries, 16 yards. Latavius Murray actually had most of the running. So, apologize. I I watched the red zone on Sundays. And this game fell during the red zone block. So, like, you don't get to watch much of it. But Alvin Kamara, he did have two total touchdowns. Excuse me for that. So, the Buccaneers did stop the run. But, you know, the Saints... They're a pretty good team. There's a lot of talks this could be Drew Brees' last year. I hope not. The only way I see it being Drew Brees' last year is if they win the Lombardi Trophy. Uh, and then the Raiders. They look very good, too. You talk about their. this is the new stadium that they're opening up. It's debuting Monday night. Allegiant Stadium right there off the Las Vegas Strip. Derek Carr, quarterback. This is going to be a big game for him. I think this is going to be the biggest game of his career. I wish there could be fans in the building for this game because I can only imagine how electric the atmosphere would be like. Uh, and then you have Josh Jacobs at running back. He's a fantasy stud. I recommend playing him every week if you are if you have him on your fantasy team. Uh, but in the end, the Saints are going to be the Saints. Too much New Orleans. Give me the Saints in this one. I think it'll be close, though. I think it's going to be 28-24. I think the Raiders will score some points and make it interesting. But in the end, I just think the New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees is too much. There is an interesting injury to monitor, though. Michael Thomas 
if he can't go, you might make it, the Raiders win. But I'm still picking the Saints anyway. 28-24. Alright, our game of the week is also happens to be the Sunday night football game this week. The New England Patriots taking on the Seattle Seahawks. And both teams last week impressed me. Albeit the Seahawks played the Atlanta Falcons, who, let's be frank, the Falcons aren't all that good. I do expect big things from the Patriots opponents, though, the Miami Dolphins. But let's talk about the Patriots. I mentioned how impressed I was with Cam Newton in week one. He makes the he basically makes the Patriots run a whole new offense. Well, it gives them another dimension to their offense, which is something Josh McDaniels and Belichick couldn't do with Brady because Brady can't run the football. Cam Newton can run the football. Actually, most of his action came running the football. He had 75 rushing yards and two touchdowns. and Cam, But he did throw for 155 yards and was 15 for 19. Didn't throw any picks. He played a pretty good game. So, I think the Patriots... Listen, their new... St- Josh McDaniels probably had this RPO playbook here waiting to use. He couldn't utilize it with Tom Brady because Brady only scrambles if he's going to have five yards of daylight to get the first down or if he can sense the touchdown. He's not going to run it that often or option. Having Cam Newton as a dual threat really, I think, makes the Patriots scary, although they did have all the defensive opt-outs. And then on Seattle's side of the ball, they're just going to continue to be the Seahawks. And actually... Bill Belichick thinks Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the NFL, he said in his midweek press conference. He thinks people are over underlook him a little bit at quarterback. And I mean, when you see what Lamar Jackson, Pat and Pat Mahomes are doing and Deshaun Watson every week, you you kind of forget about Russell Wilson. So don't forget about Russell Wilson. This is a big game. Very big. Cam Newton, we're really going to see what the new-look Patriots are made of in the post-Tom Brady era. I think it's close. I think it's a shootout. But give me the Seahawks, 38-35. And those are my NFL picks for the week. To recap, in the Thursday night game, I've got the Bengals. In the our special little Sunday block game, I've got the Ravens. Give me Seattle. And give me the Saints. All right. We are at 14 minutes, so a food of the week. Let's see. Uh, since we're picking the Patriots game, I'm going to give you some... How about some lobster? Now, my grandpa, who I've mentioned before, used to live in Maine, loves lobster. <laughs> Love lobster. He lived in Maine. Maine is famous for their lobster. Lobster at the McDonald's is there in New England. They have lobster rolls. At the McDonald's is. Never had it, but I think it's alright. I have had a hot lobster roll, though. There's a food truck in New York City. They sell lobster tater tots. So good. Uh, but my favorite kind of lobster is the lobster pie from the main diner. Very nice. It's coated with Ritz crackers on top. You get a nice bite of lobster in the pie. Some cheese, I'm pretty sure, is in it. And they give you, like, liquid butter. Melted liquid butter to put over it. It's really good. Very good. Delicious. So, the next time you're in New England, get yourself a lobster roll. Or if you're in New York City, look... I forget what the name of the food truck was, but look for the lobster food truck. Delicious. Lobster tater tots for the win. And with that being said, I'd like to thank you all for listening 
to the this 14th episode of the greatest podcast that you've ever listened to recently. Sports Bar Talk. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Get the mail-in ballots. I requested mine last night. It should be on the way soon. Watch the NFL. And this is Sports Bar Talk. Where, hey, we do indeed have the best seat in the house.